0: KBTC, a viewer supported community service of Bates Technical College. From KBTC
1: Public Television Studios in Tacoma, Washington, it's the Northwest Now Podcast. Each week, we take a closer look at the people and issues that affect all of us here in Western Washington. So sit back, relax, and join the conversation with your host, Tom Layson.
2: Four teenagers make an epic journey to southern Mexico to meet family members. They've never met before. They made a movie about their journey and we're talking about their experience and the film first time home tonight on Northwest now. First Time Home documents the story of four second generation American teenagers who wanted to go back to their family's ancestral home in southern Mexico to visit with family members they had never met before. But embedded inside this film is a deeper story about life in two very different worlds. Mexico, where a large portion of the family lives, and the U.S., where children born in this country work to live the American dream while trying to stay in touch with their cultural roots. Joining us now are physician, anthropologist, and Berkeley professor Seth Holmes, who was the film's producer. Esmiro Labrado, one of the co-directors on the film, and Noemi Labrado Sanchez, also a co-director on the film. Great to have you all here for a discussion about your film, um, First Time Home. I watched it. Um, it's really compelling. You know, there's, there's a travel piece to it. There's a family piece to it. It's pretty emotionally compelling at certain points. Um, and so I just am really excited to have this conversation that we've been talking about for a while, and especially being able to share it with viewers at KBTC who just watched that film. Seth, let's start with you. How did you guys find each other um, to make this film? How did it come about? Good question. So
1: years ago, probably 20 years ago, I was in graduate school studying medicine in medical school and doing a PhD in anthropology. And through the field work for my anthropology degree, I got to know their parents and their grandparents. Their grandparents in a small town in the mountains of Oaxaca, Mexico, and their parents in the Skagit Valley of Washington state. We ended up working together. I wrote a book that actually the new edition is just coming out this fall 2023 called Fresh Fruit Broken Bodies about their parents, about indigenous immigrants and farm workers and the importance of farm workers. I was with their parents when Noemi was born. Um, I've known them for a long time. So this has
2: been cooking. This has been a long time coming. This is the accumulation of a long relationship.
1: Yes. Wow. And we stay in touch and work together on different projects and still in touch with their parents and cousins and aunts and uncles. And they stay in touch with me. And it's a. I feel honored to have learned a lot from
2: their families. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So when the idea came about and you got wind of this that, hey, Seth is cooking this up with your family, how did you feel about um, the idea of, of being in on a filmmaking team?
3: Well, um, it was. Something new to us. I, I don't know. Um, We, we, it's not something we thought about really to do. As when our trip started, we just uh, my sister had brought up saying like maybe we should um, do this for you know. At the time, it was um, Trump's campaign, and um, she was like we can show them how our family lives. And yeah, it was just something new, something that we didn't even like think about. It wasn't something we went into the trip trying to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, came, came, there's a little organic component to it, which is... Yeah, great. like most yeah. of
3: the things that happened um, in the in the video or in the film actually is all raw, like nothing we... We never scripted nothing. It was just everything that happened at the moment.
2: Documentary style film. And Noemi, you have an interest in continuing to shoot film and to be involved in communication. So I have a question for you. I often find that when I'm shooting something um, and I shoot a lot of stuff, when I'm looking through the viewfinder, I have to remind myself to look up from the viewfinder or look away from the camera to be present and make sure that I am actually experiencing it. Because it's a little different looking Worrying about the box, the, the 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 image versus actually being there and experiencing that. Did you sense that at all here in your first film? Do you feel like you ever had to look up and say, "Wait a minute, I'm down, <laughs> I'm down here in Oaxaca, Mexico. I need to speak with my par- uh, my relatives, not just interview them." I, I, did you sense that at all? Was that an experience you had?
0: Um, well, like my sister said, we didn't go into into it like. Thinking it's gonna be a a film or a documentary, so most uh, mostly everything that we recorded was organic. Um, obviously, there were times where we were like, "Oh wait, maybe we should um, record a little bit of this to to Make be able sure to you've get got it." it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 but most of it. Well, since I've always liked being behind the camera and recording and stuff, it all just felt natural to me. It all just felt like. A vlogger, I'd say, you know, yeah,
2: that's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would just record as we go and I would make sure that I get some good, good, good content, but also at the same time, wouldn't want to barge into my parent, my family's um, space or make them feel uncomfortable in any way. Because although I'm comfortable with the camera and stuff like that, I know that other people aren't always comfortable. So yes, I would have to kind of like, be like, well, wait a minute. Like, are they comfortable with this as well? Or is it just me being comfortable with it? So
2: trying to get the fly on the wall piece right with also getting in to capture it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I understand that. Um, I want to jump to the end a little bit here, if you will, because I want to make sure that we discuss this part. And I'm going to ask each one of you this question. Seth, I want to start with you. Every film, you know, there are layers to every film this is a family story, it's an adventure story, Um, but there there are some takeaways in this thing that I think people, if they watch it, I think a lot of people would maybe have different takeaways from it. In your mind, what are the things that we, the viewing public, need to get out of this film as takeaways? Important question. I think
1: the reason Noemi Esmirna and their two cousins who directed it decided in the end THAT IT WASN'T A FILM JUST FOR THEIR FAMILY, BUT ALSO FOR THE PUBLIC, WAS THE IDEA THAT IT'S IMPORTANT FOR EVERYONE, ESPECIALLY IN WASHINGTON STATE, TO KNOW THAT THEIR FOOD, THEIR FRUITS AND VEGETABLES ARE PICKED BY FAMILIES LIKE THEIRS, ARE PICKED BY FARMWORKER FAMILIES, MANY OF THEM INDIGENOUS, MANY OF WHOM SPEAK A NATIVE LANGUAGE THAT WAS PRESENT LONG BEFORE SPANISH. Um, whose families are on both sides of the border and even though they're separated by a border, continue to be in each other's lives and care for one another. I think that's an important piece that any viewers Mm -hmm. need to keep in mind when they eat strawberries or blueberries or blackberries or apples, they are in touch with and in a certain way should be respectful of and even thankful to um, families like their families who you get to know in this film.
2: Yeah, and doing jobs in a lot of cases that wouldn't otherwise be done, right?
1: Correct. Yep. And in states that have implemented more anti-immigrant policies, sometimes their crops aren't picked because there aren't people who will do that work if they, if they aren't open to and respectful of the immigrants who often do that work.
2: And some of the complications that arise from having cross-border relationships, but also multi-generational relationships. It's, it's tough, and that's where some of the emotion of the film comes from, too. I mean, people, families who understand that there's a good chance they'll never see each other again, which is, you know, wow, that's, that, that is something that's pretty, pretty impactful from when you watch, uh, for when you watch this film. Esmirna, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. What message do you want, you know, what was your intention from a message perspective as a filmmaker on this?
3: Well, mostly to have, um to have people walk in our shoes, know how it is, how, how we live. Um, I guess just to have a little bit of how we like how we lived, how our family struggles also, and um, how I wanted to touch on a topic that Seth said, you know where um, if the the product isn't or the um, fruit isn't picked, that they also have. Um, what's it called? They, they also have the, the own, some farms have some of the uh,
2: Automation or
3: the machines. Yeah. Like the machines that, sorry, thank you. Machines that pick the fruits themselves, right? But it doesn't do as great a, of a job that, um, you know, people do.
2: Mm-hmm. And what an important role in the economy. It's, it's an, it's a little bit of an unseen, piece of the yes. economy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and people maybe don't choose to see it too.
3: Yeah, like it, the machines do a good job, but they don't do as great of a job. that. I
2: mm-hmm. No, I mean, you're the uh, budding filmmaker here. So what, uh, what are some of the messages that you think that are embedded in this and, and uh, what do you want me or the viewing public to come away with?
0: For me, it was also part of like people wanting to be or giving the shoes that people can put themselves in but it was also more about pride and more about where you come from and um, being able to value more of like one's culture. For me, it was obviously um, realizing that my parents, although I knew that they did a lot for us and that um, them coming over here was really risky and something huge, I feel like going to Mexico and experiencing all of this it was just an experience that i couldn't even with with the words that my parents used to describe their maybe mom and dad
2: aren't so lame after all it was just
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i felt like people's words were just so easy to get to me like i obviously being oaxacan and coming from the culture that i come from my parents speaking a dialect it's something that a lot of people like to to look down at it's something that is it's easy for people to pick at or to ma- try folks, to make you feel
2: for folks speaking tiki
0: um no for others like people outside of the community even sometimes even within the your own community but i feel like it it was growing up it was just really easy for people to just pick at me whether it was because of my height my my skin color or the the dialect that my parents speak yeah and i grew up wondering like why i wasn't lighter or why i You know just one questioning a lot of things about myself but now that i've gotten to experience what i experienced and realized a lot more it's just like whatever they have to say really means nothing because they don't know what my parents had to go through you got some
2: answers yeah and built a little empathy off that too it sounds like too a little adult perspective correct yeah yeah, good. Um, Seth, I um, want to ask you, too, you know, you've known this family for, the, for a long, darn time. It's a three, how many miles is it? 3,000 miles, is that correct? Yes. 3,000 mile journey down through to the Oaxacan state, which I, my reading says is generally considered safer than a lot of the cartel areas and things. But still, that's a lot of responsibility to take for a college professor. You know, sure. hey, I have this great idea and got some funding for it. Man. Um, How did you approach that, and what was your thinking? Well, like
1: Esmirna and Noemi alluded to, it wasn't my idea. Their parents, when their granddads got really sick, their parents asked me would I go with them so they could meet their granddad. Fair enough, right. And so they taught me a lot. They taught me everything that's in the book Fresh Broken Bodies that I've learned about. Our food system and our society, and immigration, and how how all of our economy works in relation to that, um, how discrimination and hierarchies work. So, I felt like they've shared a lot of their lives with me, and if this is what they're asking of me, and I can try to do it, then I'll I'll do my best. I'll do it. So I traveled with them, and during the trip, I, I think it was Noemi's idea. I don't remember exactly to start filming more for their family originally and then later the decision was, okay, this this footage that we've been filming would actually be good for anyone to see it, it and learn about story. us. So yeah. it it at first it was just a trip for them to meet their granddad, to see where they came from, to learn more about their background, their the indigenous town that they're from. Yeah. And and that felt like something that I should be willing to take on Given how much. So, was there any
2: nervousness, me. any moments of danger, any times when you thought, oh boy, what have we gotten ourselves into? Or was it a smooth sailing?
3: It was pretty smooth. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. We just weren't out too late. And um, we were like at our parents' hometown by daylight. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And we, that's did, we didn't stop from Phoenix until we stayed with your uncle all the way. We
2: didn't stop
1: anywhere. We didn't know anyone.
2: Okay. So you did have it in the back of your mind a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, 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 we did. Okay, so, yeah. well, and that's what I was trying to drive out there. What was your impression of life in San, in San Martin, correct? Um, did, when you got there, was it like, wow, this is really a dinky little village? Or did you think, wow, this is quite nice? What was
3: your impression? You know, for me, it was mostly like taking me to where my parents were from or what they, obviously it's not the same thing that they lived when they were younger, but it was a little part of what they lived through or what they went through that I, that I got to experience, that I was able to be like, to say, there was two, thing, two ways to it. One part of me thought about like, this is why they left home. This is why they chose to go, you know, far away from their family to-
2: Why do you feel that was? What, be, what because, came clear to you?
3: Because there's, there's no job, at least within the, the little community, they had to go out of state. So, um, and there's very little resources too. So that those were the, re- the reasons why they had decided to leave their town, leave mm-hmm. home, leave family.
2: Noemi, what was your, what was your impression? Did, was it more than you expected, less than you expected, more severe in terms of poverty than you expected? How did, cause you're, you know, you were born here. So yeah. that's a foreign country to you, too. Yeah. What was your impression of that?
0: It was very, very impressive. Um, as my sister said, it, it gives you the, uh, the idea as to, like, I can see why, why they left. Like, till this day, we're in 2023. There's no running water over there. Huh. And so that in itself says a lot. My grandparents, I actually had the opportunity to visit them this December that had passed, and I witnessed them, like, wait, for wednesday to come for them to be able to get water and they had to fill up as many barrels as they could as long as the water is running because then who knows if next week they'll be able to get water once again and if not then they'll just have to walk to the well and you know just just like the agent days like it not much has changed it i would describe it as walking through a story that you've been told like over and over again yeah. because obviously my parents told us many stories about how they lived and stuff like that. So when I got there, I was like, "Oh, well, this is what they were talking about." Like,
2: yeah. The this, stories they told mm-hmm. are, ring true all of a sudden. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's just like you yeah. can
0: picture it all and yeah. live it.
2: Seth um, you know, it, it, In the film, it became clear that it was very hard on the family here. They wanted to go down and they sent these messages, but you could tell how emotional it was that they couldn't. Is that due to immigration status? And if so, um, you know, is there ultimately a remedy for that in your mind or, you know, with people who have family cross border is or is it just one of the sacrifices you make? If you if you're going to come up and you end up undocumented, that's you end up saying goodbye to family. How do how do you want us to interpret that? I think so the border does keep a
1: lot of families separated and you see in the film that their parents and their aunts and uncles, it had been 15, 16, 18 years since they saw their parents Mm -hmm. and some of them since they saw their siblings and some of them even since they saw one of their kids. And that's really intense and they don't know if they'll ever see those family members. And that's a huge um, effect on someone that I, I think PEOPLE, OTHER PEOPLE SHOULD BE WILLING TO IMAGINE AND WHAT THAT WOULD BE LIKE. Um, I DON'T, THAT POLICY RELATED TO THE BORDER AND RELATED TO IMMIGRATION STATUS DOESN'T FIT WITH REALITY IN MANY WAYS WHERE THE ECONOMY WE HAVE, THE FOOD SYSTEM WE HAVE IS TRANSNATIONAL, DEPENDS ON TRANSNATIONAL PEOPLE, LABOR, GOODS, AGREEMENTS, AND YET WE ALLOW goods to cross and money to cross, but not people to cross, even if those people want to visit their parent who's sick, who all of a sudden is really sick, and that um, is a violent reality that money and things are allowed to cross and people aren't, even if the people in a certain way need to be with someone who they love and care about. And I
2: think that's one of the good things about the film too, is it doesn't really come to any, you know, policy prescriptions per se within the body of the film. But I do think the empathy piece where you kind of have that moment and say to yourself, yeah, these people are going to never see each other again. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. When you cross that border, um, um, you know, you're, that is goodbye. Did that, You know, Esmerita, did that that hit you at all pretty hard? I think you captured some of the emotion amongst the parties on both sides. But when you were shooting that or experiencing that, did that touch you as well?
3: You know, my sister actually said something once where she was like, it's like leaving a part of you on the other side. Because we we came, we're here in the United States, but yet when we cross the border and live um, a little moment with our family over there and we have to leave them again. Obviously, we know we can go back. Right. We can we can always go back. But and they made
2: is, sure they got that commitment yeah. out of you. I remember them saying you make sure you come back. You're going to come <laughs> yes, back. Right.
3: Yes. Yeah. And then um and then when we left, we kind of we had that when f- we had that feeling of leaving our home there, too, because we have for the one thing, she said was we our homes is in both places, but it kind of separates because we don't we know we can come back, but we know our parents aren't able to, mm-hmm. and that's how they felt leaving their parents. And for my parents, it's been twenty four years that they haven't seen their parents. Now I can't imagine seeing not being to see my parents for twenty plus years. Yeah,
2: yeah. As no, Amy, this is a tough question, but I want you to handle it. Um, as grandparents pass away, which they do. Um, what is the impact on the, on your, on your parents and, uh, and on family, and it won't just be grandparents, but it'll, you know, time passes. Um, how do you approach that? And did this film help you cope with that? Do you think in the future or what's your takeaway on that?
0: Well, my dad, I'm going to start off with my dad because, um, my great grandpa is the one who passed. Uh, he has he has always said that growing up he's always been around people who have passed so when um when my great grandpa passed he was so strong about it like he i know he felt a certain type of way but we never really saw him um i think there was actually like once or twice that i did see him like shed a couple of tears and we have cried together as well obviously in silent but right. um
2: showing the clips and
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's some. I don't think death is something that you one will ever be prepared for. I, um, I look at. I can watch the film over and over again, and that scene of me and my great-grandpa will always be in like in my head. It will yeah. always. I will always feel like I'm reliving it. Um, and when I went back, it it was bittersweet because I I was able to see the family that was left, but obviously he wasn't there anymore um but i don't i don't think i'll ever be prepared to lose another another grandparent yeah
2: yeah. And, and especially your parents, too, as they as this time passes and it inevitably happens, um, you know, having to experience that separation really just seems very difficult. And it does for, you know, how many how many tens of thousands of families um, mm-hmm. here, especially in the, the Western United States. Um, Seth, here in our last minute 20, how can people see this film? What's next for this film? Um, what can how, how do you want people to engage? Um, go ahead.
1: Great. There's a website which is firsttimehomefilm.org, maybe.com, I think.org, <laughs> um, that has information about the directors and producers and editors and musicians and um, what the film's trying to do and links to some other organizations that people can support. Um, there are organizations in the Pacific Northwest, there's Familias Unidas por la Justicia. There's uh Pekun, PCUN in Oregon. There's United Farm Workers. There are other groups that work to support. Um, there's the Binational Center that's an indigenous center between Oaxaca and um, the US, especially California, but there are different organizations people can support. If people are teachers or doctors or nurses or social workers, they can pay extra attention to farm worker families who feed the whole society and to indigenous immigrants who they might not be paying attention to. And I think all of that is wonderful. The film's won several awards, which we're yes. honored by, and we're thrilled that it's showing on
2: KBTC. Great conversation. Thanks all of you for coming to Northwest now and congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. For
2: <laughs> there's a lot to unpack when it comes to our cross border relationship with Mexico. The bottom line first time home starts and ends with the concept of family and keeping that idea in mind as we debate immigration and labor policy probably isn't a bad idea.